Uh, and welcome back, everybody, here on this Thursday. A little cooler than yesterday. Yesterday hitting 60 degrees and all that. Well, those days are done. Uh, we'll keep you up with everything. In fact, uh, not long after this interview today, we'll have Ian, the newsinator, back with the uh, top of the news at the top of the hour. And they'll have the uh, the latest on the weather. So make sure you have that and make sure that you're tuned like I do. I have my I have my phone set for my alarm that when my alarm goes off, I'm laying there in my bed with my earphone listening to Kayla Blakesley and Fort Wayne's Morning News. So I find out about weather and traffic and everything, because what you need to know every morning is what I need to know every morning. And it's first, fast and free right here on Wobo. Something else that's free is a weekly visit with all kinds of doctors and specialists. It's amazing. What free? Yep. That's what I'm telling you. And it's every Saturday from nine to 10 right here on Wobo. It's Lee Kelso and Wobo's Health Call Live. Lee, happy free Thursday to you, sir. Good to be with you again, Pat. Thanks. Yeah, good to have you on. Uh, and I got to tell you, I, <laughs> you you and I were talking last week, and in the middle of it, of our interview, because we had some things going on at the house, I texted Kim real quick, and I said, hey, honey, you know, and then I asked her whatever, and then you and I are sitting there talking, and she sent me back a text that said, shh, I'm trying to listen to Lee. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I, that tells you where I rank. Uh, you're going to talk to Lauren Adler from the Brookings Institute, and you're going to talk about the one year later from the No Surprises Act. What is the No Surprises Act, and where are we with it now? You know, it's really interesting. So surprise medical billing had been a really big deal. And you go to the hospital you're, you know, let's say it's an emergency situation, right? right? Right. You're really kind of out of it and you need emergency care. Well, you get home, you're dealing with the insurance and all that mess. And then boom, shows up this bill for how many thousands of dollars from a doctor that you didn't know is involved in your care and was out of network. Yeah. So wait, wait a minute. I'm at the hospital. The hospital's in network. But this guy, the anesthesiologist, now he's billing me $6,000 and what? I didn't ask him to. So anyway, that's the whole point of the No Surprises Act was to prevent that kind of thing with radiologists, anesthesiologists, very special to specialists that are associated with your care. And so far, it's been about a year since this thing went into effect. So that's what I wanted to check with Lauren about. Is it working? And, and believe it or not, Pat, maybe Congress got something right. Stop it! Now you're just now you're just toying with me. <laughs> maybe Congress got something right. Uh, well, no, that and it's it's good to know that maybe they did. So this seems to be alleviating some of this problem. I mean, when you tell me, you know, let's say I, let's say something happens at home, and if I get rushed somewhere from home, it's probably going to be Parkview Regional, and so I get there, and then um, I'm at Parkview. They're in my network, just like you said, um, but then. Um, I I look and I get something from Doctor X Y Z, who I don't even know. And maybe, as you said, maybe I'm out of it when he comes in the room. Shouldn't that whole billing and everything be in consort between that doctor and Parkview because they're the ones that brought him there? Yeah, you would think. But of course, you know that in that moment, the doctor doesn't know whether you're in network, and he can't say, "Wait a minute, I can't treat him." So that's a mess, right? So this bill steps in and says insurance companies can no longer say, well, we're only going to pay X, and then the rest of it is your responsibility with this particular specialist. The specialists 
have to, and the insurance providers and everybody involved in this game, have to identify some what they consider fair rates for that service in this market, and everybody agrees, here is what we're going to pay, and here's the billing. You still have to do your copay, whatever your insurance policy is, right? Yeah. Your deductible and all that, yes. But uh, you cannot be held accountable for anything that's outside of that because of a staffing decision that brought somebody who is out of network for your coverage to your care. So that's a step forward. But it's not 100%. You almost locked me up there for a minute because when you said, you know, it's a fair and what's fair, and all I keep hearing in my head is the president going, it's time to pay your fair share. And I I don't need that as part of my medical. Um, so, So what happens? I mean, what happens if you get that bill? It's many thousands of dollars. Who do you call? What do you do? Is there any advocacy at all? What's the next step for somebody? Yeah, there is. And uh, there there are now under this bill specific patient advocates, and their role is to go work this out and bring everybody together. And typically that's, according to Lauren, that's, that's handled by the insurance company. But if they're not handling it in some places, you go to the state insurance bureau, and the state has people who get involved. But the bottom line, he says, is so far, as of like middle of late last year, there were 9 million cases of potential surprise billing that were avoided because of this new law. So, hey, that's, you know, that's, that's good progress. It happened to us when my wife had an incident and there was an out of, uh, there was a home care service that the hospital had, you know, arranged and Suddenly, we're getting giant bills, and so, yeah, we've lived it. I think most of us have in some way or another. Now, is this one of those things where there there are some avenues you can go and get it taken care of, but only if you're covered on that visit by insurance, like your insurance, your group insurance, your Medicare? If you're paying out of pocket, you probably bear the brunt of that all by yourself. Yeah, you, good point. That is, that is an exposure. If you do not have insurance— uh, you've got no protections. Wow. So Good yeah. g- good reason so, to have it. Uh, at 9.30, you're going to flip channels a little bit, and you're going to talk to a dermatologist, Dr. Fane Fry. Do I recognize that name? Has, has Dr. Fry been with you before? She was. She wrote a book called The Skin Care Hoax. That was it. We're being tr- yeah, we're being tricked into buying lotions, potions, and wrinkle creams. And I reached out to her again because I saw a report that said, a uh, new study was showing these things called forever chemicals. So these are chemicals that they use typically in mascara, lipsticks, and other products to make them more waterproof. Um, okay. These things, once they get into your body, they just don't break down, and they kind of just never go away. And there was a report that said uh, there's an increase in both cancer risk and also increasing links to type 2 diabetes associated with the stuff that's in your makeup, for goodness sake. Oh, you're kidding. So, Don't tell me so I've got to go through Kim's makeup with her. Well, isn't that interesting? Uh, there, She says that uh, awareness, all the awareness people are kind of pushing back, and now these manufacturers are, are reducing the number of products that's have this stuff in it so it's less likely you're going to buy them but they're still out there and stuff you have in the cabinet may have it so we talked through that and then also the whole idea of wrinkle creams yeah Um, i i saw some of this stuff that was 145 dollars for two ounces what 
and that's and yeah and and there are some that are even more expensive than that so we talked about you know what are you getting does it really work and it's really pretty interesting yeah that that's a little crazy um i mean because i now i don't i don't use anything okay i you know i sometimes i use a spray cologne i mean that's it i, I don't use anything on my face or anything but kim does uh, you know because she's a female and she's gorgeous and wants to be that way um do we have any idea like an, let's say an average woman like kim okay She's not. She's not going for the Sophia Loren look. She's just nice and presentable. Do we have any idea how many chemicals go on her face every day or in her skin? Dozens to hundreds. Really? Yes. So the cleansers, the moisturizers, the the, the wrinkle cream, if she uses anything, the skin tightening lotions. Uh, it just. When you walk through that path, uh, Dr. Fry was just kind of blowing me away with all of these different things. And what makes her interesting is she looks at these products and she understands, just like a chef understands the ingredients that go into food products. Right. She's just like that. She understands what all of these chemicals do. And in in, in her interview, you're, you're going to hear us walk through some things that I picked out of my the bathroom, my wife's cabinet, and said, okay, this says hyaluronic acid what what does it do for me and she kind of explains the role that it plays and then says now let's look at the label where is that on the label that's an expensive product i'll bet it's the last thing on the label isn't it yep it sure was no kidding so it's not like food where it has to be front loaded if it's the most important or the most potent or the one that's there in the greatest amount you know with food it's always the first thing but maybe not necessarily in everything that goes on our body it's all about marketing and so she says if it has any of that in there they can put it on the label as containing hyaluronic acid so people have heard hyaluronic acid is good for your skin this has hyaluronic acid in it even if it's a micro amount must be good for me and so and so you buy it yeah and then then she goes on to explain the role that that stuff generates and instead of that use something that contains glycerin It'll work just as well and be a lot less expensive. So let me ask you this. So you roamed through your wife's cabinet. Did you ask her first? Oh, heck no, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Kim, I know you're listening, honey, because you listen to Lee every week. Honey, I am not going through your medicine cabinet or your makeup cabinet. I'm not doing it. Lee is a crass husband and he's just doing it for broadcast purposes. I just, but so what so what did you did you confess to her later that you had done it and you and what you found out? No, she'll find out if she listens Saturday morning and that's how I'll know whether she's listening because then she's going to be telling me. Wait a minute. So if she doesn't come to you and say, "What is this that you So if she doesn't listen, you're still not going to tell her? Nope. Okay, I need. I'm going to need her email address before you leave later on. Okay, so and somehow we've been married 40 years. Figure that out. Well, I've been married 47, and I still walk on eggshells. Okay, like I said before, my bit, my big thing every night is, do I still get to sleep indoors? Okay, so there you go, Lee. That does sound incredibly amazing, though, because again, you know, being somebody like you know me with my transplant and having to watch my diet and what chemicals I take in, if I watch that like a hawk. We should also watch what it is we put on our body as addition to in our body. 
because it's you, you it's much of that stuff does go right through the skin yeah you're absolutely right and you know you know most of these products are safe um but why not minimize exposure and more importantly in, in her case he says just buy something that's less expensive that works just as well you might you might wind up using a little more of it because you like using it and it's not as expensive and you'll get more benefit out of it. Yeah, well, that's that's a terrific approach. Unless in our home, unless it comes in a purple bottle and then it's worth what whatever it costs. Uh, so, Doctor Fane Fry, with you in the last half hour, the dermatologist and the author of the book, The Skin Care Hoax. Are you even aware? of what you're putting on your body. And then before that, Lauren Adler from the Brookings Institute about the No Surprises Act. Are you trying to avoid some surprise billing when you go to the hospital or you go to the doctor, you're doing something in the emergency room or even a scheduled procedure? Is everybody part of your group? Is everybody part of your billing for your insurance? Or are you going to get stuck with some pretty big surprises later? The No Surprises Act and Lauren Adler from the Booking Institute. That's the first half hour. Lee, as always, my good friend, sounds like it's going to be an awesome show. I appreciate you being with us. Thank you so much, Pat. Appreciate it. You have a great rest of your show, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, um, yeah. and, and to your wife, uh, ma'am, he was in your cabinet. All right, well, I'll talk to you later. Podcasts by Federated Media.